You do lovely work. <clears throat> I think I'm getting bedpan hands. I never met a nurse that didn't register. Ah, uh, registered, registered nurse. nurse. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Will you stop pointing that thing? The safety's on. I think. He's trapped in the shower with radar. What a way to go. Kid's not over 16. Look at him. Still got baby fat. What is this, a children's war? It's everybody's war, Pierce. You want to finish that sandwich here or in surgery? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Ladies. Today we're going to be discussing The Sniper. This is from Season 2. It's Episode 10, and it's the 34th episode overall. It was directed by Jackie Cooper, written by Richard M. Powell, Production code is K410, and it originally aired on November 17th, 1973. Will you put that away, Frank? I'm cleaning it. Playing with a gun, Frank, is very significant. Highly Freudian, or my guilty of pistol envy. I don't put any stock in that Freud stuff. Oh, you might have been one of his original patients, Frank. Oh, fooey. <laughs> I could just see you walking through the Vienna woods. Kissing a loaf of freshly baked bread. Come with me to the laboratory, young man. I give you strudel. I happen to think that man is more than just an animal whose every thought is motivated by sex. <laughs> well, there goes hot lips evening. Okay, a plot summary for this episode. Hawkeye's picnic dietary new nurse, Lieutenant Marguerite, uh, is interrupted by gunshots, which Hawkeye believes to be from Frank Burns testing his new pistol. But as he and Margaret insist he has yet to fire a shot, the gunshots continue, confirming they are coming from a sniper. The four head back to the camp, where everyone but Radar and Blake, who are both in the showers, shelters in the main hospital building, eventually managing to treat casualties, which soon arrive. Help from headquarters is not immediately forthcoming, and Frank's attempts to be a real man, encouraged by Margaret, leads him and Hawkeye to ambush a figure in the mess tent, who turns out to be Radar, desperate for food. It's not until the following day that outside help arrives in the form of a US Army helicopter, firing shots at the sniper. Hawkeye operates on the sniper and reports to the swampman that the sniper targeted the camp in the belief that he was firing on MacArthur's headquarters. Hey, Hawkeye? Yeah? Got the stuff for your picnic. Oh, faithful radar. When I have the time, I'll make you tall. What culinary delights did you get for us this time, old family container? You've got breaded veal Good. sandwiches. With yesterday's lettuce. And tomorrow's bananas. And neither is what it was or is going to be. Get the tomatoes? No. Why not? Uh, well, I looked at them and something looked back. My thanks. Brandy, compliments to Colonel Blake. Not very much in it. He wasn't very complimentary. All right, fill it up. Huh? Hmm. Take some white brandy. Paul, right. You can't use him as a servant. No servitude involved. He likes me, don't you, Radar? Oh, uh, yes, sir. And you don't like Major Burns, do you? Oh, no, that's not so. I like you, sir. Why do you always say nasty things about him behind his back? Yeah! Boy! Honestly, sometimes, 
Well, I'm off. Don't wait up for me. The guest stars we had on this episode were Dennis Troy, played Ambulance Driver. Only three titles for Dennis, but he did star in 20 episodes of MASH spread over 10 years. Nice. Next, we have Marsha Gelman. She plays Nurse Jacobs. Marsha only ever appeared in two episodes of MASH and did no other acting. Tabby Gar played Lieutenant Susan Marquette. She went on to star in some big blockbuster movies like Young Frankenstein, Mr. Mom, and Tootsie. And Kelly Nakahara played Nurse Kelly Yamato. Kelly appeared in an impressive 166 episodes of MASH. Yeah, I think she's probably the most well-known like side character nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she feels like she's in every episode. I'm surprised it's only 166. I know. Yeah, but I guess that's more than half of them, so. It's hard to accept. Here it's so peaceful, idyllic. And right over there is the war. I feel almost guilty. Now, these moments are necessary. Not something we owe ourselves. Something we owe them. I feel better. And it's only just begun. Time to discuss this episode. Uh, Meds, why don't you start us off? Yeah, um, this is an okay episode. Um, strange enough, this is the episode that I seem to have seen the most. Um, it seems to be the one that's always repeated on TV uh, and used in clips a lot, mainly with Radar running out the showers and suddenly losing his towel. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a... It's a uh, I'm a bit so-so about it, if I'm honest with you. It's okay, you know. Again, maybe it's because of the fact I've seen it so many times. Um, there's a bit in it which really annoys me with Hawkeye when he comes out looking for Frank and he's just standing there uh, straight out of the tent looking around for him. I'm thinking, if this is a sniper, you know, you're going to be dead straight away. You know, it was just a bit... Yeah. That, that was a bit annoying, really was annoying. Um, yeah, I... I it's all right. I, I can't really say much else about that. Sorry, but uh, I'm just a bit so-so about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Al? Uh, I, I feel the same way. I, I thought it was a fun episode. Uh, if you kind of turn your brain off and just watch it, uh, especially maybe if you're watching it for the first time, I, I, it, it's kind of a fun episode, but not the best. Um, uh, Med, you were referring to uh, to Radar losing his towel. I thought that was the funniest thing. And, you know, to be honest with you, as many times as I've seen that episode, I never noticed that. Until this time. <laughs> As he's running in, I thought I saw something. So I backed it up and paused it. And sure enough, you know, full moon, plain yeah. and simple, <laughs> right in your face. And I, cheeky and indeed. I got, very, <laughs> very cheeky. And I couldn't believe that they got away with that on TV in the 1970s. That yeah. was pretty it's, it's risky. Very, it was very quick, though, wasn't it? It was very quick. Yeah, I guess I guess that's right. And back then, you know, people didn't have the ability to pause things and stare. I mean, it's, it's ironic yeah. the fact that uh, Gary Berghoff uh, spends a lot of his time making sure that he hides his his, his hand <laughs> uh, that he's embarrassed about. Yeah, he's quite happy to have his backside out there for all the sudden. <laughs> well, other than it being broken, there's you know, there's nothing, no no deformity to his backside. Nah, so. nah. Yeah, uh, at the beginning when Frank started playing with his gun, I thought for sure he was going to shoot somebody. You know, that's just the kind of the way they they played it up, and you had that anticipation that the gun was going to go off. Uh, one thing I did find kind of odd was uh, Margaret telling Frank about her father's pearl-handed pistol. Did I tell you my father had one? No, I couldn't. I just remembered that. Isn't that curious, Frank? And exciting somehow. And uh, she she had never mentioned it to Frank before until she saw Frank's pearl-handled handled, uh, pistol. 
And then uh, thinking about it got her excited. <laughs> yeah, she's, she has some daddy issues. Yeah, t- <laughs> serious daddy issues there, man. It's like, wow, that's a different kind of 70s uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, won't. definitely. And the, uh, the, uh, the standard from the 1970s, the standard canned uh, bullet ricochet sound. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know now i've heard i've heard guns go off and i've never heard that sound before <laughs> well, no, um, normally yeah. if you didn't hear it you'd be shot dead <laughs> that, that's true that's true yeah yeah so maybe that's why they were doing it um how come terry gar's character didn't have any rank uh, insignia on her uniform well that's a good question yeah. i don't know hmm. kind of weird um, the, the scene that you were referring to meds that annoyed you when uh, Hawkeye came out uh, looking for Frank, uh, I, yeah, for that aspect, it was kind of annoying, but, uh, I, I liked that scene because at that point, uh, Hawkeye could have really ripped Frank up for that, you know, for cowering and being afraid, but instead he was, he was gentle with him and he comforted him trying to make him feel better about hiding, <laughs> So, yeah. you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like that scene. Probably my favorite scene uh, of the whole movie, really. I mean, of the mm. whole uh, episode, uh, except mm. for, you know, the, the, the towel dropping. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the, chop, the gunner on the chopper. Uh, apparently, he's not a very good shot because he fires like a thousand rounds down into the bush there. <laughs> and all he does is wound the guy. Okay, yeah. Why didn't he just toss a grenade in there? I mean, really. <laughs> uh, here's a sniper threatening... A, a hospital, you know, this is the lifeline for, for the army, lifeline for the military in the war effort. There's a sniper out there taking pot shots at people. Why the snot didn't he just drop a grenade down there and end it? Well, I guess the sniper had to stay alive so they can have a little button to the episode <laughs> to explain why he was doing it. So just some random sniper guy. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and to that end, uh, it was kind of neat how they wrapped it up with um, everybody, you know, Hawkeye and, and Trapper wanted to help the sniper feel good about himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you really, you really are a hero. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But yeah. Yeah, like I said, all in all, it was a fun episode, but not one of the best. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It's definitely not one of my favorites. Um, I, you know, first of all, the sniper is the worst shot in the world. Mm. Uh, I, I, he, he must get off like 30 shots before they even realize there's a sniper there and they're all running all over the place and nobody's hit. So, you know, I don't know what he was doing. Um, he definitely failed his sniper school. He was cleaning his gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. Um, I enjoy, I actually, the, my favorite part of this episode was just all the interaction between the characters. Because they were all in confined areas, so everybody was kind of interacting with each other. So I liked the conversation that, you know, that like like uh, Al mentioned between Hawkeye and Frank. That was really good. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Henry about siege firing and, you know, Houlihan jumping in. And I just liked all that interaction between the characters. If I'm going to take anything away from this episode would be that. Um, of course, again, you know, they send out the two best doctors to, to hold up the white flag, <laughs> just like when they sent them out to defuse the bomb. the bomb. Yeah. You know, got to send your best people who you desperately need if this thing went off or if the sniper shot anybody. But no, let's send those two guys out. And I, I mean, I understand for story purposes, they are the main characters. It makes sense. But in reality, 
It does not make sense. Um, you know, and, and the fact that, again, it goes back to Hawkeye. The past few episodes, Hawkeye's been really, they've been showing the really good side of him. You know, he, you know, when he saw the white flag from the sniper, he asked for Raider to get his bag. He was going to go help the guy out. And he does. He winds up taking care of someone who just tried killing him. You know, it just uh, shows what kind of character Hawkeye is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that I liked. As I did in the past episode. So, you know, overall, not a great episode, but uh, definitely not bad by far. I mean, I've seen a lot worse. (laughs) In this season. (laughs) Yeah. Those are shots, aren't they, Radar? We're under fire, sir. Well, hell's bells. We're a hospital. (laughs) That's against the Geneva Convention. I'm not for it either, sir. I mean, we're completely unarmed, sitting here with our tails sticking out, helpless. Radar, Psst. come here. I think I'll call, call headquarters and get some help. help. Radar, it's not very safe out there. It's not much better in here, sir. All right, it's time for some behind-the-scenes. I will start us off. The first American primetime television episode to feature male nudity. When Radar, as Al mentioned, his favorite scene, <laughs> lost his towel running from the sniper in the shower, revealing his bare butt. He said butt. When Radar brings Hawkeye's picnic basket, includes a bottle of brandy he borrowed from Colonel Blake. There is only about an inch of fluid left in the bottle, so Hawkeye instructs Radar to top it off with some of the homemade hooch. Radar carries the big beaker over to the basket, but leaves the tent before filling the bottle. Hawkeye places the nearly empty bottle back in the basket and walks out. At the picnic, however, the bottle is nearly full. Magic. Mm. Mm, yeah, it was. It's a magic <laughs> bottle. It's got magic beans. You go poof, and it's there. <laughs> the gun used to bring down the sniper is a Thompson submachine gun. You have to look closely at it, but you can make out the details. Still didn't help the guy hitting the guy. So, <laughs> no. yeah, even with a submachine gun, you should be able to hit him more than a few times. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he must have been a Navy guy instead of. Uh, <laughs> Great, now we're going to get angry letters from Navy people. No, you are. (laughs) You're the host. (laughs) I will pass them on to you. You can answer them. All right, so I think that is going to do it for our behind the scenes. Can I have it quiet in here, please? Uh, Always had it. All right, it's time for our host favorite segment, trivia. Hey. Oh, goody. Yay. And this time we are going to do, uh, this is, we've done these in the past where I kind of tell you a scene and then there's questions in regard to that one scene. Oh. So these are the early years, so it's all, you know, uh, 
involves the, the first few seasons, which we are talking about now. So this one is, Henry was put on trial for various things, including giving aid and comfort to the enemy. You guys remember that episode? Mm-hmm. Yes, Henry was comforting the enemy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the question for you, Meds, who brought the charges against Henry? Uh, it was Frank and Margaret. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Question for you, Al. One of the irregularities cited was a race that the 4077th held on Kentucky Derby Day. What type of race was it? It was uh, a gurney race. That's correct. Do you remember who, were, who uh, rode the gurneys? Uh, the nurses. That's correct, yes. Another irregularity was radar selling a certain type of shoe door-to-door or tent-to-tent. What kind of shoe was it? It was a wing-tipped. Wasn't it? Wing-tipped? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black and white wing-tip. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, wing-tipped shoes. Cool. All right, and then a question for our listeners. Who came to the rescue testifying on Henry's behalf? So the question, the scene is Henry was put on trial for various things, including giving aid and comfort to the enemy, which was uh, the trial of Henry Blake was the name of the episode. And we want to know who came to the rescue testifying on Henry's behalf. You can email your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. There may be a squad of them out there. In the minute you surrender, they infiltrate and crawl into your perimeter. Frank, there are ladies here. Colonel. If we are overrun, may I remind you of your responsibility for the women of this command. What guarantee do we have concerning the violations of our bodies, the possibly numerous, multiple violations of our bodies by the enemy? What kind of guarantee do you want? That remark is beneath notice. Don't notice it. All right, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the Internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're at MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at GeekyFanboy. And you can follow me at HawkeyeMets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast also if you could please leave us reviews at itunes we love getting reviews we love hearing from our listeners and it also throws us into charts and just brings more notoriety to our podcast so we appreciate it if you go over to itunes type in mash 4077 podcast and leave us a five-star review right right come on step closer and i'll blow your head off Frank, it's Hawkeye. Frank. Oh, hi. Hi, Frank. What's new? Well, I, uh... I was out hunting the sniper. I was, really. Right. And then, uh, after a while, I, uh... Well... Frank. Even General Patton had his off days. Really? Oh, he had days you wouldn't believe. Days when he just had to slap someone. Do you know how long it took me to become a doctor? Do you? 
I thought the usual time. Twice as long. I flunked out of two med schools. I even thought of switching to male nurse, but I could never learn how to make hospital corners. Frank, you really don't have... And during my internship, the local undertaker used to send me Christmas presents and calendars. But I made it. Why should I throw all that away? And let them send men that have nothing to lose. Sure, Frank. Sure. All right, so that's going to do it for episode 10 of season two called The Sniper. Overall, I don't think it was the best episode we've seen, but uh, it had good parts to it. So I think we can all agree that we enjoyed some parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun episode. Cool. All right, well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I am your father. (laughs) We'll be seeing you. But General, you promised us help by noon. Well, what time is it now? 1,300 hours? Well, uh, now that's uh, afternoon, isn't it, sir? I mean, um, isn't it 12 up until it gets to be noon and then, then you start all that 100-hour stuff? Boy, I got it. I wish the Army would tell time like everybody else. I mean, I mean, no offense, sir, but gee, this is... Uh, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Hold on. Uh, it, it, the uh, chopper's here, sir. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll, I'll call you back later. What's that, General? I, I can't hear you. I can't... What? Look, I'll, I said I... Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. Yeah, me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mmm, Craigslist? Oh. See what I have to deal with? Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favourites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash out of range. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. This is the Fump.
That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T-H-E-F-U-M-P.com. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077th podcast, And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And... We'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at justbecausepodcast.com and in iTunes. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License. All rights reserved. And Kelly Nakahora played Nurse Kelly Yamada. Yamada. Okay. I did. I got Nakahora, but I couldn't say Yamada. (laughs) One of the irregular... On Kentucky, Kentucky. Mm. I think that's it. Let me just do the <laughs> goodbye here. <clears throat> goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>